Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 331. And away. We. And welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Mugger Putty. Joined as always, Mr. Marcus Davenport. MD, you this is the first time we've been together in like five weeks. What's going on, buddy? Has it been five weeks? Damn. I just, I just checked the last, month. the last show posted April 30th, and here we are, Friday, June 2nd, which show will post June 4th. So over a month. That's that's weird. I thought it was four weeks, but now it's five weeks. Nuts. How was your May? <laughs> it was pretty damn good. Like we didn't just take yeah. off. Because let's take a fucking month off, because we've never done that before. I've taken two no. weeks here and there, but not about four, five weeks. One week you were sick, and you know what? Let me oh. just give me a mental health weekend. Let me just relax and not take that weekend off, thinking we'd be there next weekend. But it was a national holiday the following weekend, the governor's birthday, AJ Penn's birthday. We went out to the city. Oh, wait, we didn't. Marcos came down with a very bad case of, what, stomach bug or something, or the flu? So one week it was a stomach bug, and or stomach flu, whatever the hell it was, and then the following week it was a sinus infection. I always think I could fight through it, like I thought it was just like a cold, but that that weekend I had um I had pink eye on top of it. Damn. Actually, though Mother's Day, I woke up with pink eye, and then I go to doctors, you know, thinking you know, maybe I get something in my eyes, blah blah, blah be good. And it turns out like the dude saw it was a mess. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, a sinus infection on top yeah. of that. So, yeah. So while, he I got, sick, while he was sick, I went to uh, House of Glory to watch Matt Cardona become the new HOG World Heavyweight Champion. Woo. Oh, you were there for that? Woo, woo, woo. Sick. You know it. And then last weekend, we had a friend's birthday. So, like, everything just came about. And, like, let's just take a couple weeks off. And here we are. I think we can we remember how to do this. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, What is it called? Uh, it's a podcast. Is that what this is? So, yeah. Okay, go with it. <laughs> uh, in our in our hiatus, I finished Entourage. Great Qu- show. Quickly became my, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I was going to watch the show last weekend. Uh, we got stuck with the governor just bullshitting. The movie over- you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry, the movie. I was told the governor I'm going to watch the uh, Entourage after we recorded the shot at BCW, but we just kept, you know, me and governor can talk for hours on end about nothing. So I ended up hanging out with him. So I, I've yet to watch the movie. I've heard mixed reviews about it, but I'm still going to watch it, hopefully. Looking forward to it. What a great show! What a great show that was. You guys need a TV show. I just I don't up. understand the hate for the movie. By the way, I really don't. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But I was reading today something about how uh, I forgot his name. The guy created it, Doug Allen. Thank you. I thought it was Dennis, but Doug Allen. Uh, he's kind of upset that HBO isn't pushing the show on the Max now because the Max feels isn't really PC in 2023. <sighs> yeah, it, it's a great show. I. Was astonished how quickly I fell in love with these characters. So it was great. I burned right through that show. Great uh, recommendation by you and the governor. Good job. Cheers to both of you. Well, the writing is great in that show, uh, and then of course the actors really what set it over because of their chemistry together. 
like a show like that was not going to succeed unless these all these guys had chemistry. And on top of that, you, you you have these cameos from celebrities <laughs> before Entourage. We've really never seen anything like that before, um, and because they're just playing like an exaggerated version of themselves. It was great, man. It was quick too, half hour. Yeah, that's what I like. I, I was telling my friend, I I rather watch two half hour shows than one one hour show. And he said, I think, "Thinks I'm stupid," which I am. I admit it. It's it's weird, but I rather but have you that. Burn through it easier. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I burn through it easier. I can take that break after 30 minutes, 20 something minutes, and then reset myself and watch another one. Although you could do the same thing with an hour, just press pause. You know, I know I'm stupid. Please don't at me. Uh, but you said writing, no, you said the, but you said, like, you said the writing was on point. Yes. Rider strikes still going on. How you doing? How you yes. feeling? SAG <laughs> is not on strike, so I think we're talking about uh, one yeah. You're still auditioning. Um, I had one audition somehow, somewhere because of one like was it one or two shows are still going on somehow, somewhere. Wow. I mean, you know, it's it's your choice whether I you're guess I understand. I, I, was the, the, I was thinking about it like the script's written. They don't need a writer anymore. I know there's writers who have to supervise as they're shooting in case of rewrites or anything. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> And now SAG might go on strike? SAG is uh, voting to authorize a strike. Yes. Does that, so that's happening. Does and that, I heard rumblings about the Directors Guild as well looking to strike. So this will be the first time in history all three are striking. So the three brands are on strike. Does that affect Hollywood Inc. at all? Hey, listen, Hollywood Inc. is, is a separate deal. Hollywood Inc. Hollywood Inc. will always be Hollywood Inc. So I'm, I'm not threatened or scared by that. It's going to take a whole lot more to stop Hollywood and BCW, my friend. I'll tell you that much. Damn. Wrong answer. But anyway, Marcus Davenport, please, for the first time in five weeks, inform the listeners what was trending. All right, buddy. So starting off here, going to WrestlePurist at WrestlePurist. With how dismally shallow the women's division is right now, there's not enough women here to keep us busy for a month. That's Ronda Rousey's quote, by the way. So that's the biggest challenge that we have is to get this company to actually care. Ronda Rousey, via the New York Post, comments that were made after winning the Women's Tag Team Championship with Shayna Baszler. Putty, let's talk about this. How does WWE fix the Women's Tag Team division? Is there a problem with the division? Huge problem. There's no teams. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about, I'm not sure it was on air five weeks ago or personally hanging out at the bar a couple weeks ago, but there's no teams. The teams you have together now, they're randomly thrown together trying to be a team. I'm buying into Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville as a team because Carmella got pregnant. Congratulations. So I, I could buy into that team. Raquel Rodriguez and some random even thrown together opponent. I think it's like her fourth tag team partner now. I can't really buy into. I'm good for her for doing something because she thinks she's awesome. But there's no depth to that tag team division. But now you have two of the biggest tag teams in NXT on the main roster. Sucking the void of tag teams on NXT. I can't think of a tag team in NXT. So why not do the original plan, make that tag team title on all three brands? All right, so why unify the NXT tag team titles, unify the WWE tag team titles. Because then you have Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey for a while. You got Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Those three can duke it out for And Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. You have four teams right there. Establish some sort of feud and rivalry. They did that with the raw tag teams before they unified them. Like, you have four quality tag teams right there. Build another one on the side. Unify the tag teams. Let those titles on all three brands. Like, it was originally supposed to be. No, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a great solution to the problem. I also think, you know, on top of that, 
what we need is consistency and storylines. Oh, you know, I, 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 I hate the fact that, you know, we just see, for the most part, for the most part, we've seen tag team all around, not just the women's. It, it's just, all right, this tag team's going to face this tag team. All right, this tag team's going to face this tag team. All right, maybe this one's for the championship. All right, let's get a rematch. Let's go get one next week. But there's really nothing there of substance that you can sink your teeth into. You know, I mean, with what happened with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, with the bloodline, of course, the story wrote itself. That was beautiful. That was awesome. Uh, the, the, the match they had at WrestleMania is going down. It was one of the best matches of the year so far, which you love to see because tag team wrestling, when done right, is great. We, we, we were around in the 90s. We've seen what it was. The tag team division was hot. And it wasn't just because of the moves and the stuff that they did and the teams that they had. It was because they told stories. And that's what this is lacking here. It, it's, it's not the talent. The women wrestlers are fine. They're more than fine. They're great. It, it, it's We need a reason to care. And I think Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler winning the tag team championship the women's tag team champ- the tag team championships is great for the division because hey Ronda Rousey just what a day after winning it was on the New York Post putting a spotlight on it kind of forcing creative's hand into like hey we have a problem here we need to fix this because Ronda Rousey put the biggest spotlight possible on this right now did you notice tonight on SmackDown that uh, Io Sky and Bailey came out separately not I noticed that yeah damage control. And I heard that Triple H and the higher ups want to reunite Dakota Kai uh, with drawing a blank on her name, unfortunately. So it seems like damage control is done. <laughs> Dakota, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think of her name. I can't think of one. We're rusty. I'm feeling yeah, that. We're, we're really rusty yeah, right now. It's five fine. weeks off. We have no idea what we're doing. I could probably pause it and Google it, but let's go with the flow. So that might be another, another tag team in the pipeline coming up. So, Dakota Kai, an insert person here. Yeah, what's her name? The chick was always hurt, got her knee busted. Her best friend in NXT. I don't remember. Anyway. Tiki Knox. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Gold <laughs> star. I can sleep tonight. But, yeah, so there's another tag team in the pipeline. So they're slowly kind of building the tag teams up. But I think Unify the Titles would be the place to do because there's no other competitors for the NXT women's tag team. So let's have Ronda Rousey and Cheney Bezos come to NXT and face another tag team. I think that's how you salvage this. Just unify everything together. Because no, I mean, two, imagine two, two smack uh, teams on Raw and maybe three on SmackDown. You have maybe like eight on all three brands. You can spread it out over the course of time, right? And, and, and that's how you make it interesting. That's how you keep it fresh. But we'll see what creative does next. Because right now, as I mentioned, it's on them. Balls in their court. Moving on, Putty. Going here to the big time news that broke out today. Actually, Adam Goldberg at Adam Goldberg twenty eight per Fightful Select. WWE had mentioned in a creative memo there was to be a new WWE Universal Championship for Roman Reigns' 1,000-day celebration tomorrow night, i.e. today. It's believed to be set up the same way The Rock unveiled the WWE Championship in 2013. We remember that. Tonight, obviously, we saw it. The championship was unveiled. Buddy, is this introduction of a new championship for Roman Reigns' celebration here, is it a tribute for him, or do you think it undermines the prestige and the significance of the existing championship? I want to say it's a tribute, but that definitely doesn't undermine or take away the prestige of those championships at all. The former competitor had two titles. Rock won them, and he not unified them with one singular belt. 
we talked about it for a while. Why is he carrying two belts for no reason? And this it is, looked cool. Like the visual of, of, of the visual Roman looks Reigns cool. Yeah, lifting lifting these two championships. I, hard to do. I mean, like you know, those are heavy freaking belts. But like you know, Roman Reigns is a big dude, and just the visual just looked awesome. The visual of Paul Heyman holding one over each shoulder, crisscrossed during the promos. Visually, it's right. cool. Right. So finally, after 14 months, we have one title now. Good. It should have been a long time ago, but we have one title now. Beautiful title. I po- I popped when it came out. You think it's beautiful? Yeah. I I thought I, it was a little ugly. Not going to lie. Because I'm like, wow. I said wow out loud, audibly, when it was unveiled. I like this one better than the really? World Heavyweight Championship. Why? I mean, it, I wasn't a big fan of that one either, actually. That, that, was, on. that was too much. Yeah. But this one I noticed since, thank you for calling the year out, since 2013, the WWE Championship has had the logo against the black background or whatever the, the strap color was, blue or red, for the Universal. Right. Now we got like a standard gold background. We we, we haven't had like a gold-plated background for the championship in a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. So the gold-plated uh, center plate popping against the WWE logo just seems more like, oh, that's 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 cool. It's gold. It's championship. It's It seems more... Eye popping, if that makes sense. I thought it was, I mean, you said it was looked ugly, but uh, the, the gold plated background as opposed to the strap color background, I think it pops and it works much, much better. Okay. I mean, I, that, that's, that's your opinion. I, I I disagree. I don't necessarily know what it is I don't like about it. I just look at it at first, my initial reaction was like, ah, that's, that's, were not you expecting a different design? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I was hopeful to see the uh, the Wayne Eagle back or something. I don't know, but anywho, we have new championship here. That's just not the question of what the belt looks like and how we feel about it. The question is, does it tarnish the legacy of what the championship was before? And honestly, I mean, the Universal Championship. How long has it been in existence for? Not that long, right? It's been a while, but not like long. I, I think we have to I talk about this collectively because we see Seth Rollins. I, we, we, we see it on WWE site about his championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, and it talks about the existence of that title as only like six days. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it wiped away the history of the World Heavyweight Championship from beforehand. So then what happens here with this one? You know, Roman Reigns has been champion for 1,000 days. Is that universal champion? Because you're talking about as a universal champion, right? Yes. So, so like, I, it's it's kind of confusing. This like, is, how how does this work with the record books? Because he's still a thousand days. He's still right now in the top four, Mount Rushmore. It looks like he's going to surpass another one. Pedro Morales. Yeah. What a thunk. This makes no sense. It's very confusing. Right. During the five Thank weeks, you. during the five weeks they had off, they they did clarify it. Seth Rollins. WWE World Heavyweight Championship is recognized with the history, the lineage. So the the lineage and history is still in there, uh, is still in place, and still recognized. But their little but not, but their little asterisks to get around it, just to call him the first heavyweight champion, is the belt design. He's the first. So How many belt designs have we had on that thing, though? You know, uh, like one. There's the big gold plate. The WCW Championship. That was the World Heavyweight Championship. That was never altered or designed until it was merged together with the, Ro- the Rock's belt? I, I was going to say, until 2013. So it was yeah. altered. So that's where the before. lineage stopped for the World Heavyweight Championship. So now we have the World Heavyweight Championship still lineage is still there, but he is the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion with that belt 
that's what we can call him the first champion, although they recognize the former World Heavyweight Champions, too. Too confusing. Who, who's keeping track of this? I don't have a clue. But props to him, that fun fact that he's the first man in the 60-year history to, to wrestle in three different championship debut matches. Oh, wow. Good for him. NXT that's, champ- that's first NXT set. champion, the first Universal champion, the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Huge. Good for that him. That's huge. But yeah, it's very confusing. Huh? But he's the first... But also, there's been multiple others. All right. Nice little tidbit right there. Um, my that. brain is confused with all the numbers here, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, going here to AEW. Some news here going on. Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce. AEW is getting more aggressive in trying to get the contracts of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega completed, according to WON. So, yeah. Uh, big contract negotiations here going on with the biggest stars of AEW. The EVPs, of course. The last big free agent that they had, and who was also an EVP, left. So in my mind, this is probably a big deal for AW because this will be the first time they retain their stars. <laughs> so how important is it, though, for AW to retain Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks? You obviously heard my answer, buddy. I'd like to hear from you. It's obviously very important. Again, you're not losing three of the top stars your company. Like you just said, you're losing the EVPs of whatever departments they're in charge of. So it's huge. They have to. They might be a little trepidatious because, good word, because how successful Cody Rhodes has been. But one of the reasons Cody uh, Cody Rhodes left was because he wasn't too happy being a suit. I haven't heard any of these guys disparage being a suit. But of course, they wouldn't publicly while they're still under contract. Nor did Cody Rhodes while whilst under contract either. So I don't know what their what their mindsets are at. But I think AEW needs to keep them here because they are basically the face of the company outside maybe the pillars that they mentioned for the last couple of weeks. So it's very, very important that they keep these three guys around. Because they're the what elites. Happens if they they're don't. elites. What, ha- what happens is if they don't? Because that would mean Cody, Kenny, the Young Bucks, they're basically the, the originators of AEW, gone. What does that mean going for 2024 when MJF's contract is up? Um, there, I know there's some other contract. Is Jade Cargill's um, contract up in 2024 as well? I don't think so. But I think was, there, there, are few, there, yeah. there are a few. There are a few big names coming up in 2024. Their contracts are up in AW. So if they fail to resign Omega and Young Bucks, I, I think that will spell disaster for Tony Khan and AW. Also, get, then you got to rename the company because the elite's not there anymore. So not all elite. No, that that was the point of the company. We're all elite wrestling, but if the elite is not there, how can you call yourself all elite? I understand semantics, but it just seems the point of naming that company. Is gone. Okay. Then how elite can you be? So then would that mean it's Kenny Omega's show? If he stays? Yeah. Is it Kenny Omega's show? Like, has it always been? Has it always been about him? Not always. Because wasn't he tag teaming with uh, the Cowboy for a while? Hangman. Yeah. yeah. So they slowly, they, they slowly built him up to be one of the faces of the company. I, I do wonder with CM Punk, though, how much is that going to play into their contract negotiations because it doesn't seem like things have boiled over no they're not boiled over to the point where they have to not be in the same arena now with the new show debuting on live on saturdays at eight o'clock <sighs> we'll get to that later okay please let's not <laughs> but yeah I mean, it's super important they got to be retain these three guys i don't see these guys leaving but you told me 18 months ago i'll probably say the same about cody cody's not leaving either Again, we don't know what their mindset, how they're feeling backstage being suits. Well, where else would they go, really, other than New Japan? 
Uh, I don't see them going to Impact. That's way less money. Mm-hmm. WWE would be the only other suitor, but it doesn't seem like WWE is looking to sign anybody right now because they're facing a whole bunch of cuts coming in July. Yeah, and that the, Japan is where they made a name for themselves. So they right. can easily go back. They still, exactly. go, they still go I, back. I think, I think that's the only other realistic option then for them. That's a conversation between them and their families. But I think AEW is the place for them. Like I said, because just... It, uh, and as as you said though, you just said like they still go back. They yeah. still because of the relationship between them and AEW. So it just makes sense. I mean, I I feel like the ball is actually more in Tony Khan's court than anything, because there, there's there's nowhere else for them to go. Yeah, because they that's not what they eat. You know what I mean? They don't Japan, right? They're locked on the contract. So there, contract. There's no negotiating power for them. No. So I think we'll see what so, happens. Uh, they, they they should stay. They need to stay. So. Big win for Tony Khan at AEW, if that's the case, because I, I honestly think they need them. And not just because of, like, the names and who they are, just because of, like, the precedent that will happen next. You know what I mean? Especially, like, you know, 2024 right around the corner. We're six months into 2023 right now, uh, and it just went like that. Yeah. You need to retain your big fish. You couldn't retain Cody Rhodes. And obviously that wasn't necessarily on Tony Khan. That was more Cody Rhodes wanting to do something else. But, hey. If you don't get these guys, it's going to be a bad look in the locker room, my personal opinion. But, Putty, that is all I have for the news, my man. You ready for some TV? Always. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Marcus, what was trending this week in the world of television? All right, Putty. Well, you're going to be happy with this one. The Miz had a match with Ricochet. Man, did I don't know if you saw it, man. Oh, man. I did watch Woo! it. Oof. Thank God. What a match. Looks like the Miz can go, huh? Public Enemies yeah. podcast at the Enemies PE3. Miz heard everyone saying he couldn't wrestle and decided it was time to beat the allegations. And man, did he ever. So, obviously, we're fans of the Miz here. But obviously not not the rest of Twitter, it seems like. Did the Miz finally silence his critics in his match against Ricochet, you think? Who does Twitter like? They seem like to hate everything. Uh, he no, did they, it. They do show love for some people. He, they did his best to silence the Twitter, silence Twitters, silence the haters. Did a great job. That was one of the matches I was watching too. Like, holy, what's he doing here? He was pulling oh, yeah, Karana. He was what, what? Oh my god, that was great. Uh, he was showing what he could do. He was trying to silence the critters, critters, haters, and uh, yeah, I think he did a great job. Did it work? No. People are going to hate just the hate. You're just talking about it a couple months ago. People just love to hate on Twitter. It's so toxic. But nay, though, nay, because like I feel like I've seen a lot of positive things about the Miz. Good uh, from, from this match, which is great because the Miz just keeps losing and losing and losing. He's putting other people over. That's his spot in the card right now. And to see him going against Ricochet, a man who he could—he's bigger than someone he, he could do these moves against. He had these moves against like a. Braun Strowman or someone like Omos. You know, he, he has somebody he's smaller than him, somebody he's the bigger guy, somebody he can toss around, somebody he can manhandle. This is the match to do it. And but he's faced guys like that before, though. Like, it, it, it makes it kind of makes you wonder where has this been? Why now? Is this something that can uh, carry forward? I, again, never thought Miz was a bad wrestler. I always think you know, he works safe. You know, yeah. That was his thing. It was all about the character. The moves have made sense, and it worked. It's always worked. And fine, I understand, you know, they're, they're fans. I like the flippity flips. Okay, good for you. 
but like there was more psychology behind the Miz, and and this was it was cool to see. Clearly, this is something he's had in him, right? Yes, he's shown a glimpse of it here and there. Maybe during a match, he'll pull out a move, but to pull out multiple moves, he doesn't normally in his repertoire. Like you get a, the hurricane out of nowhere. It was just right. Who is this guy? I hope we see more of this going forward. Maybe this new character create a point for him going forward. I don't think so, but we'll see what happens in the following weeks. But good for him. It was good good for him to show that at least he's not just a mouthpiece. He can deliver in the ring. For those of haters, I want to say yes, they, he would shut him up, but haters love to hate. Right, because like again, I think this it. now something we'll probably expect week after week yeah. after week from him. Is that sustainable for the Miz? Especially at, at how old is he right now? He's got to be in his late 30s, early 40s. Probably late 30s, early 40s, yeah. Is it sustainable? Who knows? I don't know how many matches, because he doesn't wrestle every week. I don't know how much energy he has in him because he was playing it safe, like you said, and playing it safe because he did not want to be one of those guys who gets hurt. Miz is very injury free. Like, I, 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 I hate seeing play it safe because that sounds so bad, right? But, but not in my eyes. Not, I, I do mean, I do I mean, mean I that in the best way possible. Yeah, I know what you meant. I think people who know what you meant will know what you mean. Miz was playing it safe in the fact that he never really sustained a serious injury. He's Mr. No, consistent. He never has. But now that he's going to try to do more of these show stopping moves. That her Karana was two inches away from being an injury. It totally was. So, and it, 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 it same could be said about like any of those moves, really. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see him step out of his comfort zone. I, I liked it. Uh, you know, it, it pushed himself. I highly, highly doubt we're going to see more her Karanas. Oh, and, no. And springboard um, moves coming from the Miz going forward. But, you know, if you're going to do it, I mean, the ricochet, uh, ricochet is the opponent to do it with, you know. Um, like again, he's had the opportunities before to do it with Rey Mysterio, for example. You're talking about him throwing people around. Rey Mysterio is a much smaller person than Ricochet is, and we haven't seen that before. But like, yeah, I think yeah, give it like a week or two, the, the fans would right, be right back to hating the Miz. Oh, he's so boring. What is he doing? Why is he? Why is he not doing Canadian Destroyer five times in a row? Stop. Like, a, appreciate what you have because sooner or later, like the Miz is eventually going to retire, and you can then afterwards you're going to realize, oh man, the Miz, what, what he was awesome. Damn right. During his Hall That's of what's going to happen. Yes. We'll see what happens, man. Just good for him. I'm hoping it does some sort of lead to something. I don't think it will because it was against Ricochet, but I'm happy with this match. Moving on here, buddy. Going to NXT. This is your night, man. Damn right, man. Not, because not two, only am I talking about two NXT. Shows, two shows in a row. This is great. Not only am I talking about NXT. I am talking about what was trending at NXT. NXT boy Baron Corbin. Who made a surprise appearance. Well, free agent Barry Corbin, by the way. A free agent. People were in shock. I mean, this was essentially the same tweet written all around in different ways. Roman Reigns, SZN, at Reigns era. Baron Corbin is back in NXT with him holding the NXT championship over his head over Carmelo Hayes. Putty, what do you think about this? Obviously, this storyline here going forward. Could Baron Corbin win the NXT championship? Is this a boom or bust move for him? I don't think so. Could, could you say the same thing about Dolph? So they were going down to NXT against Braun Breaker last year. It wasn't boomer bust for him. Baron Corbin is a free agent, like we just mentioned. Look at that NXT card. Who's on Carmelo Hayes' level? Who can he enter a program with that is believable to go against the NXT championship? I had a hard time thinking of one name because most of the people are gone now. I want to say Joe Gacy because I'm personally involved with invested in him, but he's now involved in the mid-card title, the North American Championship. So let's bring in some free agent. And what is Baron Corbin doing? Nothing, right? He wasn't too happy with that uh, wrestling god gimmick with JBL. He hasn't done much on screen since. 
Here he is on TV, probably going forward on a weekly basis, in a championship feud that will last more than one show. Give him something to do. Have Carmelo Hayes show us what he can do, too. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Great move, smart move. Will he win it? I don't think so. But if he doesn't win it, then what's the point of doing this? If he keeps losing some more. That's what I'm worried about. I think the point... I think the point... I think the point is because, you know, you talked about, you know, the wrestling God gimmick didn't work. Uh, there's been a lot of gimmicks that Baron Corbin has gone through in his career. And a lot of them really, ha- if you ask the majority of people, it really hasn't clicked. You know, I know, I know like, you know, you're in a minority here. You're a big Baron Corbin fan. I know some That's other right. people are Baron Corbin fans, but like, you know, the majority of people, it just really hasn't resonated with him. It's like, you know, he, he's not someone you can root for as a face. He's not that person, but he really hasn't drawn enough heat like oh my god i can't stand this guy it's more than like all right he's there you know i think that's corbin hated that because he was in our face 24 7 it seemed like he's and a, like it wasn't inter- it wasn't entertaining it, it wasn't necessarily like roman it wasn't like roman reigns heel like you know roman reigns is, is a heel that you're you're intrigued in you're invested in. it wasn't like randy orton like he's a heel that you were invested in you know brandon corbin was just like it's kind of like vicky guerrero in a sense i feel like you know when she when she was a gm on Raw, it's like, oh my God, she's so annoying. Get off my screen. But you're supposed to be. Yeah, annoying. and it, but that's what she was supposed to be. I don't think Baron Corbin was necessarily supposed to be that. I mean, because when he started off as a lone wolf, I actually liked him as a lone wolf. You know, like, he was this badass. There was something there. You know, he, I, I still, to this day, I think the end of days, one of the coolest moves. Absolutely. You know, and what, what's the other, the signature move he has? Uh, Deep Six. Ah, Deep Six. Thank you. Also cool moves. He's got, he's got some cool moves up his sleeve. And I was actually happy that JBL talked about this last run being his manager because I really kind of felt like he needed a mouthpiece. I didn't necessarily feel like he had a lot of charisma to him. Yeah, I, I think was JBL great. was – I thought it was a perfect fit. But, what, again, for the reason, it didn't necessarily work. I don't know why, man. Yeah. My favorite my favorite version of him was Happy Corbin, but that was only to, for him – uh, not Happy Corbin, uh, Bump Bob Corbin. Well, I'm asking Corbin. That was my favorite version of him. I was like, this is, this is amazing. This needs to keep going. But it was only for him to go into Happy Corbin. Which I thought was too soon, actually. They, 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 there was still more left than Bum Corbin for him to do that transition to Happy Corbin. My personal opinion. I think this is a good way for him to maybe, like, you know, get back to the basics. You know, maybe this way to, like, I know he's a free agent right now. I think they're probably trying to figure it out. Maybe that's a thing backstage. Maybe they have something else planned for him. I don't know. But there's obviously a reason why he's an NXT. Do I think he's winning the NXT championship from Carmelo Hayes? No. I don't think so either. But, like... You know, if, if there's anything, like, we've seen people go down to NXT, like, Apollo Crews, you know, to, like, you know, go back to the base of Craft to come back up. It has happened before. It, it, it's it's there for this. And it could work for Baron Corbin because there is something there that we just need to, like, get it out of it somehow, some way. Joe Gacy is awesome. He's killing it down in NXT. But NXT is lacking that marquee heel outside Braun Breaker. And the rumor is he's going to get called up soon. So when Braun Breaker leaves, who's going to be your face? Who's going to be your major heel in NXT? Baron Corbin's a nice place for them until they, until they uh, cultivate somebody who can fill those shoes. Exactly. And honestly, I mean, what you, you just talked about is a whole other issue with NXT right now. But that's another topic for another day as we have to move on. Do we? Buddy. I can talk about Go NXT on. all night, buddy. I can talk about NXT all night. <laughs> well, you know what the next topic is. So that's why I think you want to stay in NXT. But going on to AEW, buddy, the big announcement was made, right? This was this was the thing that really caught the eye of everyone for AEW, at least for Dynamite's sake. 
All Elite Wrestling at AEW. Breaking news as announced by AEW CEO and GM Tony Khan on AEW Dynamite. CM Punk returns to AEW on Saturday, June 17th, for the premiere episode of AEW Collision live from the United Center in Chicago. Get your tickets now, blah, 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 AEWTickets.com. So, the best kept secret in town, CM Punk is coming back to Chicago for AEW Collision. I think it's going to be like primarily his show, it sounds like. Yep. Is CM Punk enough of a draw to make Collision a success, buddy? He is. Absolutely. Without question. You think so? Yeah. Really? I was kind of okay. intrigued, though, when they did make that announcement. There was come over, there was some rumblings of boos in that crowd. Mm-hmm. And I loved how they just focused on the guys who were cheering for him with guys wearing the CM Punk shirts. But there were some rumblings of boos there. It wasn't like a massive uproar when he made his first debut. Yeah, so absolutely. This is enough. This is CM Punk's show. Oh, as you were talking, I knew that's why they created Thunder, WCW. That's, WCW, Thunder was going to be the ex-person's show. I just don't remember who it was offhand. Collision. Who was it? I forgot. Yeah. Collision's his show. That's him. Him and Ace Steel, separating from the Young Bucks, separating from Kenny Omega. Him, his roster, people who are not being used. I guess the Island of Misfit Toys. Miro's not being used. He'll be on fucking Collision. So that's that's the Young Punk show. Is it enough? Absolutely. The time slot, the date, that's what's against him. Live on Saturday? Right. At eight o'clock. So that's, that, that's that's really you're going against. That's first of all Saturday night, eight o'clock. You're going to go against UFC pay per views. You're going against WWE pay per views, who mostly run on Saturdays now. So it is kind of a, a. But where else can they go? That's the problem. So let's do let's see what they can do of Saturdays. They have to keep it live. That's the thing. If they go pre taped, then that show's done. It's going to be their SmackDown. Like for the first two years of the show, we didn't talk about SmackDown because SmackDown was pre taped and SmackDown was an afterthought. To keep Collision a forefront on people's minds, what's going on in Collision? You got to keep it live. I'm not sure that's the plan going forward. I heard it was, but I heard no. So only time will tell there. But yes, this is CM Punk show. This is going to be huge for him. He's a big enough draw by himself to sell this show. Now he has a supporting team around him that he people he can work with. P- perfect. So here's the thing, man. I mean, yeah, CM Punk pumped for him to come back, but I don't think anyone. I don't even think Roman Reigns a big enough. To, to save a show from Saturday nights, <laughs> a, a weekly show on Saturday nights. No one to go. There's not a single hit TV show that goes live on Saturday nights, that airs Saturday nights in general. What? You know, it, it, what? What? What show? What show is not a what huge hit show? Weekly that airs live oh, on Saturday no, 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 nights. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Night Is this me? Is this me? I mean, they had a great Saturday time slot. Saturday Night Live is the only one. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Well played, Thank my you. friend. I mean, well played. Let me respect one of my favorite shows. But <laughs> other than that, scripted TV shows uh, on primetime, very hard, yes. Primetime, yeah. You have a lot mean, of sports, too. That- you have college sports, baseball. You get, you're going against a lot of competition Saturday nights. You you also, again, going into the summer even, you have real life to compete yeah. with because people are out enjoying the, the, the great outdoors, or spending time with their family, spending time with their friends, go vacationing. You know, Saturday we took night. Off, we took man. off for four weeks because we living our lives. Five weeks. What happened to the well, – One <laughs> week you took off. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, so, yeah. This this is not good. I don't think – there's not one single person, and I'm a CM Punk fan, that could save this show. Saturday night is an awful night. I, 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 I don't where else know what would you happens put it? here. Where else would you put it? My question go, now is – Go ahead go ahead, go ahead, ahead with NXT then. Go back go back hmm. head-to-head with him. Another, another war? That could Another work. War. Live? It has to be live. It has to be live. 
I'm just curious. Like, now, there the point of the show is to separate punk and the elite. Mm-hmm. Now it only happens four times a year, but what do you do about pay per views? Right. What do you That's What do you do about? about? Yeah. Like th- this, I, I, it's just there seems to be not a lot of thought put into this. I don't know whose great idea this was, but like, I, I do think AEW could benefit from having another show, right? But like, talk about numerous times. Are you serious? Again, yeah. Saturdays. Hey, you get you get rid of dark. You get rid of elevation. Put on Monday night. Put put, put it uh seven o'clock, right before Raw. We have talked about That's a possibility. I have talked about numerous times. Our streaming is the untapped potential here. They could put it on the Max. They could put it on Paramount. They could. It won't be. Li- it won't be live. They could air it live, but people can watch it anytime they want. But that might be the next where they should have gone. I'm not sure what TBS or TNT's what streaming platform they're affiliated with. But I think Max is it Max? That could be cool. I think so. that, that I could be wrong. I think that was what we were talking but about like, when they're debuting the next show. Go to streaming. Go to streaming. That's the untapped potential here. And that would have worked better. Yeah, you're right. But then, like, how does that work, though? Like, you know, I know WoW. No, well, that, WoW's not streaming, but WoW's all pre-taped, right? WoW's pre-taped, yeah, all at once. So then they're not streaming. Like, it, it's... Well, it's like Dave Chappelle. It, Dave Chappelle had a live comedy special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So people wanted to watch it. That was their foyer into live. Hulu does it. Um, uh, Disney Plus does it. You air a show live on the platform, wherever time it is or date. And, and then you can watch it. Then you can watch it back. Yeah, you can watch it back. Like, oh, it's Saturday. Uh, it's Tuesdays at nine o'clock. Nah, I missed it. Let me wait till it comes out fifty minutes from now. Ten o'clock. Boom, it's there. You know, they, they, that's 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 a solution right there. I, I just I've been saying it for a while now. Yes, please go to platforms. Go to streaming. I mean, WWE did it with the the network and now Peacock. Because I missed uh, I missed the first half hour of Night of Champions. So what what happened when the show was done? I went back and watched it. Right, 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 right. That's 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 the move. And WWE's the corner right now. Other people can get involved here, and WWE's doing it with YouTube, but they're not as big. How how much CM Punk must feel about this? Like, I think right now he's basically he's honoring his contract. It seems like what's left of it. I don't know about that. Yeah, like. I would not be stoked to be like you know the the poster boy for a show that's doomed from the very beginning. <laughs> or he has a chip on the shoulder like fuck you guys. You can give me a shit time slot. I'll make the most of it. See what I'll, I'll rub it in your face when we're pulling in ratings because not everybody goes out Saturday night. So not everybody goes out until late. The young kids don't go out to like ten eleven o'clock at night. Let's pregame and watch some uh, collision. Godspeed, man. Godspeed. I, I, I do hope it succeeds. I do hope it proves everyone wrong. But like you know, history shows us otherwise. If going to it probably won't be as huge as Dynamite is. It's definitely going to be as huge. No not way. Not as huge or Raw SmackDown is. But if you're hoping the show fails, go f yourself. Mark Schwann posted a tweet in our tweet. Can we all just get along? Yes. Thank you. I mean, if you're rooting for the show to fail, just don't watch it. Don't root for it to fail. Yeah. Let's see him punk and his fans enjoy him. Because I'm, I'm a big Miro fan. I like Miro. Now Miro's getting a chance to be on Collision. I'm going to see what. Let's see what he can do. Just like you, you put a perfect. I don't remember the verbatim what you wrote, but just stop hating. I'm tired of hate, bro. And for the record, like, you know, we're we're not talking about this bashing CM Punk. We're not talking about this like you know bashing anyone that's going to be in Collision or even watching Collision. We're talking about this as you know concerned fans. But like, hey. This this is a needed program, but we're concerned about the time slot. We're concerned that it's not going to succeed, and we're just voicing our concern. That's all we're doing. That, that's the difference between, you know, wanting something to fail, and then obviously, you know, 
what we're doing here. Yeah. But I digress. Moving on. SmackDown was a thing. What an ending. What an ending to SmackDown. The thousand day celebration of Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, and his historic reign here. Well, man, what a finish, dude. With the Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso and, and Solo, the bloodline completely collapsing before our eyes. And left with this question at the end here with like Paul Heyman when he says, about what about Jay? That was what great. about Jay? What was Roman Reigns' reaction? Draven here has it covered at Wrestling Covers. Jay's going to do what he always does. He'll fall in line. He'll come around. This is great storytelling, man. Like, this is this is beautiful. So, Putty, I do have to ask, what will Jay do? I'm going to echo what Paul Heyman asked. What will Jay do? Is he going to fall in line like Roman Reigns thinks he is? Or will he stay with his brother? I'm assuming he'll stay with his brother. I think that makes, on paper, more sense. Because the rumor is the Usos versus Roman and uh, Solo at Money in the Bank, which is a nice filler. Another, another great opportunity for Roman to not defend the t- championship. Because he's the one defending against. Mm, right. Okay. But also, man, Jay turning on his brother would be epic. Because Jay and uh, Roman were feuding for a while. And then he, he was kind of beaten to submission. But then Jimmy came around and was supporting his brother, supporting Roman. Now him turning his back on the guy who was supporting him basically his whole life. Would be great storytelling. But where does it go from there? I don't know. Yeah, because then what happens to Jimmy? Right? Yeah. Like, w- w- Jimmy's just by himself, squandering around. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't want to be Jey Uso, I'll tell you that. But, and they have Solo, their own brother. It looked like they, they were gonna, he was going to side with his brothers for a bit. And then, boom, the swerve. It's a Samoan and Spike. I was waiting for Jimmy in the throat. That's, you know that swerve was coming, but that was like going on too long. Oh, maybe maybe not. Then, boom, there it was. Great. And so, I thought the story was over. Mm-hmm. The bloodline's done. Stretching it out even more. We're going on over two years now with the bloodline storyline. It's, it's amazing how they're just keeping it fresh and relevant. So that, like, you you have to think one of the Usos is going to challenge Roman again for the championship, right? Like, this, like, Jay, obviously, he had a shot. Maybe it's Jimmy's turn now. It seems like it's... What if Jimmy has a one-on-one match with Roman it Reigns? It seems like it's enough to be Jimmy. He's the one who kicked him. He's the one who snuffed him. He's the one trying to call for peace. But it seems like Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy's the next guy in line here. When does that happen? Not SummerSlam. What's, what's the one after SummerSlam? I don't know. Ooh. Or, 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 hear me out. Or, or, what what if Jay does side with the bloodline, right? He acknowledges his tribal chief. And Jimmy's like, fine. He enters some money in the bank. He wins money in the bank. Oh, okay. He's got a whole year to cash in and play mind games on Roman Reigns and the bloodline to get his revenge. What if that happens? When would he cash like that in? Gives, that gives enough time to build Jimmy to be like, you know, a legitimate threat, at least, you know? Because we've really never seen Jimmy on his own. We saw Jay on his own. He did great. Yeah. You know, he flourished. But we've never seen Jimmy on his own. Maybe it's time for Jimmy to be on his own. Maybe maybe, maybe we need to see, you know, what can he do? Can he fly the way that we saw Jay was doing before? So he'll cash in on Roman. What if he beats Roman? Ahead of time. Because you made a good point. Like, Roman's reign can't end with a cheap cash in. Now, that with Jimmy, would that help make it more better, understandable for you? Or would it still be cheap and win? You used the words more better. I, that, that, did that I? Kind of cringe. I, I hate that you too. Did. Oh, I'm you, not even drinking uh, now. Not, I can't even blame <laughs> on the alcohol. I'm not drinking tonight. Oh man. I apologize. Um, I, I, I cringe at that too, so I apologize. But uh, would that make more sense to you? 
It would. I, it would. Um, I think that that's the only exception right there, really, it is uh, one of the Usus, and I think Jimmy would make the most sense right now. And it wouldn't cheapen it. I think it, w- it would complete the story, would it not? So Roman Reigns' record, 1,000-plus days reign ends with him beaten in the ring and Jimmy cashing in on a defeated, already defeated Roman Reigns. That's okay with you, as long as it's Jimmy. Did you not have a storyline when I man, the, 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 the way the, the way you phrased this? Oh man, now you now you make me think. Because you had a good point. I, I mentioned I forgot who it was. I said months ago. Well, they didn't cash in on Roman. But like, you can't end mm-hmm. this. You can't you can't end this reign <laughs> with the Phoenix guy cashing in on Roman Reigns or who already had a match that that cheapens his reign. I'm still working. I think I think you're saying it word for word actually, and. And Mark Schwann from the past, you were right. <laughs> um, oh, but like the, how we're about stories, right? We remember stories yep. more than anything else. Like, you know, like I didn't necessarily remember Pedro uh, Morales' record. Did before, you? Before your time, before our time, before our time. We're going to remember that Roman Reigns was in there. But man, I think I think it would be memorable the story. That story. How does it end? Who's it's it, it, it's. It's huge on who beats him, right? Like that's that's got to be the biggest thing possible. It's got to be the right person. It's got to be for the right reason. It's got to be the right story. The story Cody Rhodes would be telling is it would be amazing. You know, another repeat of hard times, his version of it at least. But you know, either Jay, Jimmy, even you want to throw Sammy in there too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I these are all viable contenders. I'm like, who can finish the, their story? Who could finish Roman Reigns off and be the one? We the ones. <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Oh man, you know if it's Jimmy on the cash in, it's Jimmy on the cash in, man. Like you know, it, it, oh. quick. Anyone else? Though, but if it's an LA Knight with a cash in, that wouldn't make sense. That would that would completely. But, but whose game is it? LA Knight's game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy he's getting so over. Good for him, man. Love him. Love it. I was surprised to see Sami Zayn really quick before we move on uh, competing. In Saudi Arabia until I found out why. That's all good news. Relationships have been sort of repaired, or they're building to repairing relations. I know he was worried about his reaction, but goddamn, that reaction he got fucking memorable. Killed for him. I'm so happy he got a positive reaction. They ate him up in Saudi Arabia. Much respect to him. What a oh, moment. Hell yeah, what man. a moment. Yeah, the more the more and more they do these like things with Sami Zayn, like behind the scenes and whatnot, the you just gotta love the guy, right? Like mm-hmm. He he is so lovable. I, I feel like this guy can't be a heel for a, a long, long time. Like he's just yep. He's just going to give the guy a little fucking hug. <laughs> but that pop in Saudi Arabia, man. We haven't seen him there since it started. And awesome. So happy for him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, watch Impact, but, please. Jesus. Yeah. No, Impact happened too. That that that's a show. Yeah. That happens. Thanks, every thanks for not talking about it. You never access. talk about it. Never talk about it. We, we never talk about. It. We talk about it. It just it just didn't trend. Sorry. Anyway, enough's enough, Marcus. Let's hear some go home thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Go home thoughts, man. A lot of shows are ending right now, huh, buddy? Ted Lasso ended. Marvel's Missing Maisel ended. That's Succession it. ended. Thank you. Oh my god! For the last week, I was watching what, what show was I watching? I think Extra I turned in, and they were talking about the big four shows that ended this week: Succession, Ted Lasso, Barry. What was the fourth show? But it was Mrs. Mabel, uh, Mrs. Whatever her name is. I couldn't think of that fourth show. Did you watch that show? Miss Maisel? Yeah, Maisel. Love that show. Really? Love okay. that show. I actually, so, um, you know, I, I never really thought it would be my bag, right? 
I, I didn't start getting to it because like until like I had an audition for the show. And I was like, all right, well, let me see what this is about. Like, you know, I, I heard it's a quick paced show. Uh, let me get my bearings on this. I do. I got hooked. Really? I got, it's one of my favorite shows. Wow. Okay. Like I, I'm not ready to say goodbye mm. with it. Like I, I'm, I'm up to the last episode. I haven't watched it yet. I'm just like, cause I'm just like not ready to, <laughs> for it to end. I am so, not, I'm not ready for Barry to end. Love Barry, but I'm yeah, so excited so, to see how they end it. Cause I'm only, I, one, I'm only one episode away. Um, I'd watch the finale, but the way the, the penultimate episode ended, I'm like, ah, I gotta watch it. I have only seen one episode of Barry, and it was because I was part of the SAG nominating committee uh, for a particular year for the SAG Awards, right? So they, they sent me literally like every fucking thing uh, for me to watch. So I, I, I was trying to do my due diligence, and I watched an episode of Barry. I was like, oh, this is really good. I uh, watched it without my wife, and I was like, I think my wife would like this, like you know, because we 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 like to find like you know separate shows for us to watch together. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to get her on the Barry train. I haven't watched it because I think I can get her on. I, I I don't think I can. I think I have to watch this solo. Why? Do violent to? Anytime I bring it up, she's like, ah, nah. Let's watch something else. Ah, no, there's, there's always something. I'm just like, oh, why? Also, your wife doesn't like Star Wars either, so I can't really defend her taste. <laughs> she does have good taste in shows. Um, I f- I really do feel like she would like this, but you know, you, you, you talk like about the log line. Yeah. It's, it's Bill Hader. I love yeah. Bill Hader. Great show, man. In the last uh, again, season three ended. I thought it was set up as a perfect series finale, but to see how they came back with season four, check out Barry. Yep, that, that's going to be next for me. Yo, speaking of shows, man, like um, quick shows, shrinking. I strongly recommend. Okay, I'll I'll think about that one. Good. Okay, please keep going. Harrison Ford, honestly, this is my favorite role ever of Harrison Ford. Really? Damn. Swear to God. Wow. Okay. Because he shows he shows a different side of himself I've never seen. Like I never knew him to be funny, you know. And and like he's fucking great in this. It's another one of those shows. Actually, um, Brett Goldstein wrote the show from Ted Lasso. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's like one of those shows that's like, you know, it, it, there's humor to it, but there's also a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a damn good show, man. I think you'd appreciate it. I started watching Eastbound and Down. Oh! A friend of mine watched one episode together like a while ago, and they're like, oh, this is seen like my type of humor. I enjoyed Vice Principals. And uh, the golden voice of BCW, Shane Fair, suggested it. So I uh, started watching it. Burn right through season one, like two days, because they're short. The short seasons. Yeah. So so far so good. I'll get, once I get through that, I feel, I feel it down to my plums. Yeah. See that one yet? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm, I I can expect it. Oh man, with uh, Will Ferrell, check it out, man. That, that's uh... Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair based Will Ferrell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've seen memes about that more all the time. Like Rick Flair when I was a kid. I'm like, I seen a lot of Will Ferrell stuff. Where's this from? Now I know where it's from. <laughs> uh, me and Shane, we're uh, quoting that, the, the last show together. <laughs> oh, really? All right, so I'll get in that one, too, now. <laughs> yeah. I get involved with you and uh, the governor with uh, Entourage. I'll get in you and Shane with Eastbound and Down. My speed, I'll probably get through it by the time. BCW, Summer on Smash, June 18th, Father's Day. I'll be all good to go. Me and the governor sat down one-on-one to go over half the card. Part of that show is Shot of BCW, episode 6, right on this feed. So wherever you're listening to this, just go back a couple days. You'll see Summer on Smash Preview Part 1. 
Also on that episode, Mark Schwann sits down with his new client, Vicious Vicky. Uh, up, 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 up. Don't have clients, my man. I have stars. Vicious Vicky's the uh, first Jesus. star of Hollywood Inc. You can't go one show without pissing you off. You're so close. <laughs> so fucking close. So close. Big and, difference. And Big the difference. new the new host of a shot at PCW, Samira? Do, uh, I, she do, I get, was, do I get to relax now? Can I just take next week off? She was a guest interviewer. I think she did a fantastic job, honestly. Like, I, I can't sit here and interview myself, buddy. You know what I mean? So like, that was your dream. <laughs> Didn't you do that on one of your sh- YouTube shows, clips? You interviewed yourself? I remember that. Briefly. What is this? You're interviewing yourself. It's for, um, for BWF. Repost that. That was great. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Summer of Smash Part 1 Preview. Going we half the car. We'll get into the next half on Part 2 coming out in the next couple of days. So yeah, it's June 18th. Tickets still available. Make sure you follow BCW Bree, B-R-I-I underscore combination underscore wrestling on Instagram, BCW underscore wrestling underscore on Twitter, and Bree, B-R-I-I combination wrestling on Facebook. To get your links to tickets. June 18th, Father's Day. Hell yeah. You're going to be spending That's your Father's Day, fa- for me. Father's Day with uh, BCW clan. The BCW faithful, as they're called. I'm pumped for it, man. B- BCW Summer Smash is the first title defense for Vicious Vicky. Oh, she defends against Danny Moe, the reigning queen of the North winner. Hell of a matchup, man. So I'm uh, very excited for this. Big test. Big test here. Love and I, I think it's a great it's a great way to show what Vicious Vicky is a capable champion. Not a paper champion. Not a, not a fraud or anything like that. Vicious Vicky is more capable of showing the world what BCW Women's Division is about. And she is the face of that division right now. Love how you got that match together once again without the governor's knowledge, going behind his back, I definitely, upsetting I him once again. I definitely did not put that match together. Okay. Why, why would okay. I put that match together? Okay, why wouldn't you? But anyway, why wouldn't I? Listen to more of that. That's a big listen test to, right there. Listen to more of it on Summer on Smash Preview. Shout out BCW Episode 6. Again, on this feed, the previous show from this one. And stay tuned for Part 2. Mark Schwann, Mark Schwann, where can people find you on social medias? Uh, you can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are in there, along with Shot of Wrestling episodes you can watch on there, interviews you can watch. Uh, check us out on YouTube, by the way. Our interviews are in there, so along with clips of me and Putty going back and forth about different wrestling subjects as you're listening to right now. By the way, follow us on social media, Shot of Wrestling, at Shot of Wrestling, all forms of social media. And, um, hey, yeah, give us a review or so. You know, let us know how we're doing. Give us five stars. I think we deserve it. Hopefully you do, too. Keep the show going. We're going seven years strong, buddy. Hopefully we can keep this party going seven more years at least. I mean, we aren't. You're going, I think it's like three years? Almost going on four years for you now. I think you've been yeah. like, long, long training co-host. So, yeah, we're, getting, we're making waves. That nice month was a nice reset. Re, recharge the batteries. Stay tuned to our social media. Shot of wrestling on all platforms. Even Mark, I think your platform, you asked who you want to interview next. So, again, I'm always about, let's, let's find out people. Let's find talent. Like, again, Sammy Guevara. Effie, that's fun talent. Let Mark Schwann interview them. Let us know. Hit us up on our social medias. So for Mark Schwann, I've been your host at Mark Party. Until next week, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>